as we've been paying as we go, there's been a gap between what we collect and what we are paying out. So who funds that gap? Who's funding the gap? Who's funding the gap? Welcome to the Life Money Balance Podcast with your host, Dr. Preston Cherry, certified financial planner, financial therapist, and money coach. Life Money Balance lets your life lead your money, where your life and money work concurrently to align, aspire, and achieve your life's design. Through real talk, people, and stories, you'll take away tools, tips, and topics to help you increase your financial wellness and guide you toward financial freedom. All right, let's chop. Hello, everybody. Dr. Cherry here. Hope all is well with you. Let's chop it up. We've been hearing a lot about Social Security and is Social Security running out? And I just don't want to be a part of the gaslighting that's going on around Social Security, although Social Security is very important and people already worry and have anxiety about retirement. So, the news and the information and the professionals, as far as what we put out, shouldn't add gas to the fire. So what we're going to talk about today is what Social Security is all about and what are the facts, what can we expect, and also what can we do about it. So let's chop. And when we talk about Social Security, Social Security is actually a large program inclusive of many things. So we have retirement inside of the social security program, disability, survivors, insurance, and Medicare. There are many programs underneath the social security umbrella. Now, when we talk about social security benefits, this is where all of the hoopla, so to speak, is being talked about. So when social security was enacted back in 1935, President Roosevelt was president. And when the legislation was enacted, it's key to remember what Social Security is and what it's supposed to do. It is supposed to be a supplement, a partner to other resources. Social Security in of itself was enacted to not leave people destitute, far as our disabled citizens, our old age individuals or our elderly and care for survivors and children of those receiving benefits and the survivors' benefits as well. So it is a foundation, providing a foundation of benefits. So another thing that President Roosevelt was talking about during that time was that, and I'm paraphrasing here, Social Security benefits and the program in of itself was not created to provide 100% of people, 100% of their benefits or lifestyle in perpetuity. So one of the things that we must consider is, is that Social Security, the program itself, and when we narrow it down to Social Security retirement benefits, they were always meant to be a supplement to other resources. So when we have that as a foundational base, we can then assume some responsibility and say, hey, what else is around that we can use in order to supplement our retirement income? And we'll talk about that a little later. All right. 
So now that we know a little history about Social Security and the program itself, let's narrow it down to Social Security benefits. So from now on, when we talk about Social Security in the show, we're going to talk about benefits. Okay. Now, there's some more information to talk about Social Security. It's that the system itself is a pay-as-you-go system. So when we have everyone is paying their FICA tax. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when I got my first check way back in the day and I was like, wow, I got my first check and I'm, t- I'm about to go to the mall. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. And I looked at it and I was like, who is this FICA person? And so that was one of my real introductions into the world because my pops and my moms, they were like, welcome to the world, son. Let's chop it up about taxes. So the FICA tax, the payroll tax that we pay on our checks, everyone does. Some of that FICA tax goes into the Social Security system. Also, some of it goes into Medicare. All right. So we pay 7.65% on our wage base. Okay. The wage base increases every year according to inflation. And the wage base right now in 2023 is $160,200. So of 7.65%, we pay 6.2% into the social security system, okay? Up to our wage base of 160,200. Now, 1.45% actually goes into health insurance, which is Medicare. And that does not have an income limit, okay? So the employees pay 7.65% in FICA tax and also employers pay 7.65% in FICA tax, all right? Now, if you're a small business owner, oh, guess what? You get the privilege of paying in 15.3%, so you pay both sides, all right? So the pay-as-you-go system is when folks are currently paying in, we are paying for the folks that are currently drawing out, all right? So the folks paying in currently are funding those taking their distributions currently, all right? So we always have a flow of money going into the system by collecting taxes on our payroll earnings, okay? All right, so with that, a little background. Also, what role does Social Security play based on how much we earn over a lifetime, okay? Well, at lower income, lifetime income earnings over time, Social Security actually replaces a higher percentage of our lifetime wages at lower lifetime earnings, all right? Because if we think about that math, right, 160200 we pay in. Anything over that, we're not paying in. So once we start earning higher levels of income, then we are not paying in on that income. And thus, if we earn higher incomes over our lifetime, Social Security is going to replace a lower amount of our wages. Another word for that is lifestyle during our retirement. So for those that are earning higher wages, then it's very important that we supplement Social Security with other resources such as 401k IRAs and such. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. All right. So when we talk about pay-as-you-go, wage replacement ratio, that's that thing I was talking about here a second ago. Well, what's happening with Social Security? Why is there a lot of folks saying Social Security is going to run out? Okay. 
Well, if we're a pay-as-you-go system, then what's happening? Well, what's happening is, is that over the years with Social Security, we've actually built up a surplus in the trust fund. So you hear the words trust fund a lot, okay? The Social Security trust fund. Well, because in the past, there was a larger amount of people paying into the system than there were those drawing out, then we actually were paying those people that were drawing out and also having a surplus of funds, all right? So this is the trust fund everyone is speaking of that we have these surpluses or funds that has been accumulated over the years. The issue is, is that our population is A, aging, all right? Our population is getting grayer by the moment and it's a large population. We know what these folks are called. They are the baby boomers and they're a large aging population. So they're taking out benefits. The issue is, is over the years, there have been declining birth rates, and also a lower workforce, okay? So we have a smaller amount of people paying into the system to fund a larger amount of folks that are taking money out, all right? Those are two of the biggest factors going on right now that are causing this shortage of funds going in. Remember, we're paying as we go, all right? So as we've been paying as we go, there's been a gap between what we collect and what we are paying out. So who funds that gap? Who's funding the gap? Who's funding the gap? Well, the surplus has been funding the gap, okay? The LMB Podcast is brought to you by Concurrent Financial Planning, a virtual and fee-only firm serving households and business owners nationwide that offers a transformational experience to help you achieve your life aspirations. Learn more by visiting www.concurrentfp.com. Now, here's the show. So we've been drawing out of those excess funds for years in order to cover the gap and make people whole when they're drawing their benefits. All right. Well, what's happening to those surplus funds? All right. Those surplus funds are dwindling down and they're dwindling down quickly. All right. So we have reports about what's going on. And this is where people are hearing Social Security is running out. Now, the surplus funds are running out and they're expected or predicted to run out by 2037, which is really around the corner, y'all. So with 2037, I mean, that could go by fairly quickly. I mean, just five or six years ago, well, no, a couple of years ago, I didn't have any gray hairs in my beard or my sideburns or anything like that. Now they're popping up by the regular. Time flies quickly. So when you're talking about 2037, that is around the corner. So the surplus funds are running out. That said, the Social Security system, benefit system, will still be intact, okay? That said, when the surplus funds run out, then we are not able to make folks 100% whole, okay? So what's happening there? Or what can we expect when the surplus funds start running out and we don't have enough people paying in and then drawing out, right? Well, what we're going to have to expect is a 20 to 25% cut or reduction in our Social Security benefits. 
And that's going to mean a lot to people. Okay. For those that are coming up on their retirement date, right? 10 years out, 12 years, 13 years out. Okay. Well, that benefit is going to be reduced a little bit if we keep going on our current projections. Okay. So instead of receiving 100% of benefits that's been covered by the surplus, now we're going to be leaning solely on the pay as you go system with the reduced benefit of 20 to 25%. Now we're talking about receiving 75 to 80% of what we were going to expect. All right. Wow. You know, that could be a big cut to folks, particularly those that are currently in retirement. Now, for those currently in retirement, they're probably going to be okay for a number of years. But those, again, those going in uh, and they were expecting a 100%, that could be a big burden. Okay. So with, and let's answer the question. Is Social Security running out. Okay. Well, the surplus is running out. The system itself will still be around. So, when we say is we have to distinguish what we're talking about when we're talking about is Social Security running out and will Social Security still exist? All right. Now, Social Security still, as law, will still be funded by tax. And it will exist. As a matter of fact, uh, it's projected that going on into the 2070s, 2080s, and even 2090s that we will have a funded system. It'll just be a less funded system. And if we don't do anything about it, y'all, then we will have a reduced system and lower benefits. So this is what we need to be focused on as a society. And encourage congressional action in order to make some changes. And they can do so by a couple of things, by raising the wage base that we talked about earlier, raising that a little higher, so collecting more tax and a couple of other things. And we won't get into that to the show, but some things can be enacted in order to shore up Social Security. All right. But where the gaslighting is coming in and where we're anxiety stacking, as I referred to it, is that, you know, when folks were reporting on this information, they're scaring a whole bunch of folks as though Social Security will not exist. Will Social Security on its current path have a reduced benefit? Yes. And that is uncomfortable and will be uncomfortable to some if there's no preparation in order. So what can folks do in order to prepare for, you know, not even, you have to prepare for a hundred percent funding of Social Security, let alone a twenty to twenty-five percent reduction. So, what can we do about our own retirement? So, we can use, particularly those that are 10, 12, 13 years out, you know, around fifty. All right, there are supplementary resources that we can fund, contribute to, and fund in order to have a main source or main bucket of retirement money to partner with Social Security. And particularly during the ages of, in the decade of 50s, when you're talking about your employer-sponsored fund or retirement accounts, which are your 401ks, your 403bs, so on and so forth, and also your individual retirement accounts, your IRAs. They are, not only you can contribute to those, you can also catch up with additional catch-up contributions that the Internal Revenue Code allows you to do, okay? 
And also you can use your taxable investment accounts too, your taxable brokerage accounts. You can fund those as well. So it's imperative that we be focused and be mindful of knowing what our retirement date, our retirement number, for our lifestyle aspirations, and being committed and intentional to funding those main retirement buckets to partner with Social Security in order to have that lifestyle that you want, even with a reduced Social Security in the future. So we have a lot of control over how we can live in our retirement and when we choose to retire by taking ownership of our allocations, our saving and investing and being intentional in these aspects. So when we're reading out there, just no more gaslighting from the folks out there writing and suggesting and and the shows like saying that, oh, you know, don't count on the government to take care of you and this, that, and the other. In its original form, the government wasn't trying to take care of folks 100% at its original enactment. So knowing how Social Security works, what its history is, what its intention, how it's funded, what amount of lifestyle and wage it's going to replace, all right, then that lets us know, one, we can decipher between the noise and what our expectations are, and also saying, okay, now that I know how Social Security works, how it's funded, this, that, and the other, I know that, you know, the Social Security will be around. It's not going to cease to exist, but it will be different if we don't do something about it. Then having all that information says, okay, well, what can I do in order to ensure that my lifestyle is funded the way I want it to be. All right, everybody. Uh, Be sure to like the podcast, subscribe to the show, jump on YouTube, jump on your favorite social media platform, find us at Life Money Balance or Dr. Preston Cherry and continue to follow us for tools, tips, and topics that'll help you on your journey. All right, everybody. Be well, and we'll talk to you next show. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in and chopping it up with me, your host, Dr. Cherry, and our guests on the Life Money Balance podcast. We hope that this episode helps improve your life and money wellness, where your life leads your money. That's the LNB journey. If you haven't already, we ask that you share, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. These actions help you receive new episodes on your device and other people find this show. We appreciate and answer all your questions and feedback. Please email us at contact at lifemoneybalancepodcast.com. Be sure to follow me across all social media platforms with the handle at Dr. Preston Cherry. Thank you. And until we chop again, cheers. The material provided is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as professional financial advice. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of myself unless otherwise specifically cited. The strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. The information expressed does not consider your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources deemed to be reliable, but my firm or I cannot guarantee their accuracy and completeness. 
always consult with qualified investment, legal, or tax professionals before taking action. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.